We are going to be talking a lot this well on the podcast today about uh, two years since COVID and obviously this new variant that's turned up as well. But but the balanced portfolio, yeah, the data is up eight percent. Yeah, and you tend to forget about that longer term trend. <laughs> so you've been in London earlier this week, weren't you? I went on Sunday and was uh, back on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Anything happened while you were there? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell us? Welcome back to another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 97 today, but it is the first of the festive month, and that's why we're joined by three wise men. They're not three kings, but they are three chiefs. We've got Mark Henderson in the house today. Hello, Mark. Hello, Peter. Chief Executive of True Potential Investments. Jeff Casson's back. It's been a few weeks, I think, hasn't it, Jeff? Has indeed. Good to be uh, back. It is indeed, and as uh, regular viewers and listeners will know, Jeff's our Chief Investment Officer, and... Uh, well, he's back again. We, we like him on the, on the podcast, and he's our group chief executive, Daniel Harrison. Good Hello, morning, Daniel. Peter. Hello. Yeah, right. Very well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. What are we talking about today? I think we're talking about the weather, the snow, we can the do, storms. We can do the yeah. weather, yeah. 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 That's topical at the That's moment. Right. You've, yeah. got, you've got no notes. So I, I don't have no, <laughs> so I don't need the anywhere. notes, Peter. All of the knowledge which will be distilled today ah, sits right. in here. Oh, good. Yeah. That's, That's good to so know. That's the end of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you um, Jeff, what's been the highlight of your week up until this point? Well, I suppose the storm that we've had. Uh, and that was your highlight? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Got, got me wood for the next year, so that's, that's quite good. Can get good. out with but exercise, cut down some trees. You've been chopping up this yeah, week, have you? I haven't did. Yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's good to know. I'm pleased for you. Thank you. If we get cold, we know where to come. You know where to come, yeah. That's right. For small price. Oh, I so say, there you go. Because he, he manages money every day. You, say, you, you, want, out. you want your chief investment officer looking at the margins, Peter. That is very, very true indeed. Uh, Mark, I'm, I'm glad you've come uh, very smart, you three, because I noticed on the podcast last week, if you, if you watched it on the on YouTube, uh, the three lads who were on, four lads who were on, all looked identical, white shirt and a gilet, which there's nothing wrong with. But when you've got all four, it did look like a bit of a 90s boy band to me. I don't know even a 90s boy band. No? It, it looked like something. Yeah. 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 Boys on. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyway, look, we've got lots to talk about this week. Uh, but first, I wanted to just—we are going to be talking a lot this, well, on the podcast today about uh, two years since COVID and obviously this new variant that's turned up as well. But just out of interest, just before we get into uh, how the markets responded, just wanted to get your sort of thoughts in the last week. That you know, we've got new restrictions have come in, they're accelerating the the vaccine rollout. I mean, what's your kind of takeaway? Just, I, 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 I think you're probably more from Mark and Jeff with actual data and the, the, yeah. how markets have responded. But I think if you could kind of put it in one word or two words, it's knee jerk. Feels yeah. like the week of the knee jerks here, where this time last week, you know, it was it was discovered mass panic, whatever came off the footsie, and for no reason whatsoever. By the way, travel got blocked instantly. People started flapping about masks, and then all of this week, really, there's been different comments said by different people and all of which seem just like again knee-jerk say so mark you and i were talking about the, the chief executive say from moderna the other day saying well it may take a little time to adapt the vaccine yeah you think saying, shut your trap yeah you know and i know that sounds rude but him saying that cost hundreds of millions of pounds in the market and mm. do you feel like saying we've been through this over the last two years where yeah. people have adapted vaccines in record time where the brightest and the boldest brains of the science community have built vaccines in record time and then adapted vaccines. And I've got no doubt that the clever scientists at Moderna, at Pfizer, at AstraZeneca will adapt a vaccine mm -hmm. to also tackle what looks like the mildest form of coronavirus yet mm -hmm. as well. So let me probably pick it up in my tone a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up in a second, but I'm I'm irritated yeah. by, by yeah. it this week. We're, 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 getting, we're getting that vibe. Yeah. The, the interesting <laughs> thing about it is that everybody turns into sort of a, a virologist and yeah. wants to provide comment when, as Dan says, it's the scientists that should be providing comment yeah. and none of them are. Uh, and, and probably not too soon either. Like, yeah. Let's find Do, out more about it before we give start. Them, give them time before yeah. we all start to worry about something yeah. that, that might be nothing. Yeah. That your view as well, Mark? You share, I, that, share that sentiment? Uh, absolutely, Peter. I know you, there was surprise or supposed surprise when the first case was discovered in the US. Mm. Well, you know, come on. It's 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 going to get there, isn't it? It was just when. Mm. And that had an effect on the market. It was a bad afternoon. Mm. But the very next day, things returned and the markets bounced back. So 
as Dan said, it's been a it's been a week of of ups and downs. Mm. And as as we open up this morning, the markets are back, led by what happened in the U.S. overnight. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the other thing is that we you know, we started off November in in a really positive sense with mm. with markets, and really the last three days of the month were completely yeah. um, ruined mm. by by this by this announcement. But yeah. with not really any finding. That's, got, that's the worry. Here's a question which will show my naivety, but it'll give you a chance to explain why it happens. To Dan's point around the knee jerk, because you, I, I was like you, I watched the markets on say Monday or Tuesday, whichever day it was, uh, and they're down because of you know people, uh, you know if you like heightening the the anxiety unnecessarily. But then the next day they're back up again, and you just think, why? Why don't? Why do the markets do that? Why don't they just? Because you know, why? Why have the drama of going down just to see a, a, a return, and in some cases bouncing back higher twenty four hours later? Why can't they just smooth that out and just not panic? I'd love them to do that. <laughs> why <laughs> it'd, don't it'd they? It'd be much easier. They, they just why? Because they're a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Just like here, we're all reacting differently to news. Market participants react differently. Somebody can take a really negative view, mm. and they'll they may want to sell at that point in time. Yeah. Others will see that as an opportunity and step in and, mm. and, and buy back. I think the yeah. other thing just to to be aware of towards, well, at the end of last week, it was Thanksgiving in the US. Mm. So that down draft that we saw last mm -hmm. Friday was in markets that are pretty thin. And what do we mean by that? Just not a lot of people at their desks working yeah. because it's normally a very quiet period. Mm -hmm. And that sort of manifested itself, I think, a lot in last Friday's market move. Mm -hmm. So then if you fall into this week, we haven't seen moves of the same magnitude. Yes, we've had the, the, the choppiness of markets, but not to the same yeah. magnitude as we saw. Well, well go on then. Give, give, us, give us the week in a bit more detail then in, in this country and, and around the world. Yeah, I, I suppose it's been very much as we've been alluding yeah. to here. It's like the market has been moved by people making statements. Yeah. People who probably don't have that full set of information as yet. So the, the Moderna interview at the start of the week, markets come back. We then hear from the World Health Organization that things mightn't be as bad market goes up, then we hear case in the US, as Mark says on Wednesday, mm. equity markets fall. I think the, the thing through all of that is that what have we seen? We've seen the benefit of diversification. We've seen the, the role of sovereign bonds within multi-asset portfolios really mm. delivering and providing that ballast into portfolios through the course of the week. Mm. And that's what we want to see. That's what mm. we want to see within the true potential portfolio yeah. solution. So that, that has been the, the dynamic that's worked its way through. Yeah. We touched on, on just on, on morning markets this morning about the oil price. The oil price has come off nearly 20% from mm. its high, from 83 down to 63 we're all talking about high oil prices, but really that's kind of slipped mm. below the, the mm. radar screen. So mm. that's been something that you mm. should be supportive mm. from an inflation backdrop. Oil, yes, it's not as an important a commodity as it was from, yeah. a, from an energy perspective, but it's still important as to how we all think about inflation. And you see it, it this is the thing, you see it at the petrol pump all of the mm. time. So mm. you get, it reinforces people's view on inflation, so seeing that coming off, I think is a is it doesn't a feel like you see it, does it? I filled the no. car up the other day, and it feels like <laughs> the, the prices are as high yeah. as ever. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> what is the there, there is a bit of a delay in that yeah. trans, transmission, yeah. but hopefully yeah. you would be able to see that. It's very important for the US. It's a really important indicator for the the US to see that that oil price coming down. So that that's been in the in the background. Mm -hmm. We've also seen a, a little bit of movement in, in currency markets over the course of the week. Again, that's really building on, on what we had been seeing over the course of November. So there's, there's, there's if you will, an interruption. Mm -hmm. This uncertainty, this unknown about what this variant may or may not do. Yeah, you know, and then I think that's the point. Nobody actually knows. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's worth pointing out, Peter, as well that, that there's there's been volatility in the last few days. But the balanced portfolio, yeah, the date is up eight percent. Yeah, and you tend to forget about that longer term trend. When you when you you've got twenty four hour news feeds coming through, yeah. more equities in the portfolio gets better growth, mm. and the 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 growth in the the aggressive portfolios are up nearly thirteen yeah. percent year to date. Mm. Now that's fantastic returns mm. in a world which, you know, we focus on the short term mm. and what's immediately ahead mm. of us. So yeah. our job is to to step back from that yeah. and be able to look through the headlines and position the portfolios. And, and you're right that you know, we've had, uh, which is the topic of today's podcast. We're coming up to two years mm -hmm. since, which is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. <laughs> we were, I remember I remember some of the very first conversations around here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of 2019, okay. and obviously, you know, I know you guys, all three of you were, were overseas before it really uh, 
caught on and as, uh, as, as a colleague of ours is always a pain to point out it wasn't you <laughs> we, know, <laughs> we know that um, but you know it, the fact that we're, we're at the, almost the two year anniversary is, is, is quite incredible uh, but I, I wonder why we haven't got used to it then you know we've had variants yeah. I mean is this the fourth or the fifth kind of variant we've had to deal with and but I suppose are we ever going to get to an extent we, we have got used to it because we're all we're back working in a, a very yeah, different way true. than mm -hmm. we were mm -hmm. just in, in March 2020. We've, we've evolved, we've adapted, mm. and I think that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. So if we think about it from a, a pure demand perspective, demand has recovered yeah. much faster than people expected, but it's also back up off mm. 2019 levels. So mm -hmm. economically, we've recovered. We, we, we've seen the that hysteria that Dan's talking about. You still get that. I, exactly. But, we know. exactly. Yeah. but perhaps you always will. I think what's been quite pleasing, obviously, Mark tends to say a lot of this on, on the operational side of the platform. We haven't really had any clients panicking no. this week. If you re rewind back to, say, March, February last year, mm -hmm. where we're seeing this extreme volatility in these yeah. movements in the market, clients weren't settled then. And that's when we spent a lot of time ringing clients up and saying, look, this isn't a market issue. It's a virus issue. It's what yeah. we were yeah. seeing last year. It's, it's still the same now. But I think people have got used to it, as, as, as Jeff says, I think. Any of us just need to go and walk around the streets now or look at the roads and things like that. I think there is a lot more back to normal mm. now. And I think market shocks will happen. You know, I guess Jeff says we'd rather never see this volatility, but I think that's been a bit of a mantra from the last 18, 19 yeah. months anyway, yeah. which yeah. is this: these 1%, 2% swings in a particular day have been reasonably common over, yeah. over, over, over yeah. the last couple of years. It's interesting, the, the volatility point and, and how markets bounce back. I was chatting with Mark earlier in the week about somebody I know who'd said, you know, who isn't really invested other than probably their pension and said, you know, didn't everyone lose their money around, you know, March last year? And I said, well, if you look at a, and actually just on my phone, showed, so let's look at, let's look at, say, the S&P or um, the FTSE, for example. And of course, there is the big dip. But then if you, if you remove your thumb from what happened after that and you show the rest of the graph, yeah. not only did it bounce back, it's now high, as you, to your point. It's record highs. Record yeah. highs. Just do. And, and this week, in a way, has been a bit of a microcosm of that. Mm -hmm. And well, is that not what we're just in for? Well, if you refer to what Mark said, Mark, you know, as the approach Mark and Jeff and the rest of the team, you look at the long term. Yeah. Don't just look, don't do what I did and react in the huff yeah. <laughs> and get irritated and frustrated. But I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to do that because I'm not managing the money um, from, from there. But Jeff and Mark, look, and if you just use the data, which, mm. which the team do, and you use hard facts and you use evidence, you will always end up winning mm -hmm. in the markets. You know, volatility or not, there's, there's tens of years now of, yeah. of, of you know, go, going back. I think the thing there is volatility creates opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And those are the things that, that you, you must remember. I think the other thing to, to think about is just when somebody says, well, is now a good time or a bad time? It's dependent on their circumstances, but in general, you're better off invested than not invested. Mm -hmm. And why do I say that? Because at the end of the day, to make that judgment, it's about trying to call the market, and that's a coin flip. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if, you, if you're coming out of a market, that's the easy decision. The harder decision is, do you get back in? Oh, it's mm -hmm. down again today. I'll not get back in. Oh, yeah. it's, down. it's up. Oh, I'll wait. And it, it turns into a very difficult decision. So mm -hmm. maintaining your approach, maintaining yeah. the, the, the consistent, focusing on your longer-term mm -hmm. goals is, is crucial yeah. to allowing you to achieve that. Because if you come out at the wrong point, it can be very, very difficult mm -hmm. to get back in. And, and just maybe delve into that a bit more, Jeff, because I think our message to, to clients and to, to people watching would be, just don't don't panic. Don't do anything. Let you got you, you did the right thing by investing in the first place and entrusting your money to, to you and your team to look after it. So why then change that behavior? Yeah, give us an insight into what I your suppose, team do though. You have to why, find those opportunities. Why why change why change your behavior or why not change your behavior? Mm. Just actually commit to what you want to achieve. Mm. And if you're wanting to invest, as Dan says, for the longer term, mm. it's all longer term goals that we've got. Yeah, leave it be. Yeah, let it sit. Do it, it will go up and it will go down. Mm -hmm. But over that longer term, that return will be there. And that's the focus. It's about focusing in on how do we achieve the returns that mm -hmm. our clients need over the longer term, which is commensurate with the risk that they want to take. And that's a very important thing because it's mm -hmm. about managing that journey for them. And, th and this is you know, something that, that we have to really be to consider because at the end of the day, what people see in those headlines is not the volatility that's being delivered in a true potential portfolio solution. Mm. Our solutions are not just equity. They have got very yeah. diversified exposure to different asset classes that behave very differently. 
So as we're talking about their volatility in markets, one would say, oh, everything's down. That's not the case. There's opportunities to earn a return mm. in that environment, as we've seen from sovereign bonds. They did exactly mm. as we would have expected them to do in our portfolios mm. on Friday when we had that step yeah. down in equity markets. And it's about constructing a portfolio that gives someone the opportunity yeah. to achieve And that's goals. the bit you can't really do in your bedroom if you're trying to just pick stocks. You know, yeah. you're going to be at the mercy, as you say, of a coin flip versus the science and the, the teamwork and, and all the expertise over decades collectively that goes yeah. into what you do. Exactly. I'm interested in the idea of, you know, you mentioned there how, how if markets are down for a day or two, it's an opportunity. And I think that's a really important point that perhaps I think would be of interest to our listeners to know a little bit more about. How do you go about finding those opportunities and what, what do you actually do? Well, so if you think about our, our portfolios, we're looking at those on a daily basis. The, the mm. sub-managers that we use are looking at those on a daily basis. The other aspect to think about is just how they are investing. Because of the way cash flow is coming in, they're able to effectively pound cost average. So you're buying those units at a slightly lower price mm. on the days that they fall and then benefiting from that recovery. It's also looking for where opportunities might present themselves. So if a certain asset class falls disproportionately relative to how mm-hmm. we think about fair value, that, that presents an opportunity. Yeah. So it might be that equities were down 4 or 5% in a day. Well, actually, let's increase our allocation there ever so slightly mm-hmm. to benefit from just a recovery that will come over the, the medium to longer term. And that's very much about what it's about actively looking for and seeking out those, those opportunities on a, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. If we, if we so wish. Yeah, I think Peter also it's worth pointing out at this stage that the ONS statistics for UK household wealth showed the highest levels since records began in 1995. Mm. There's something like 11.2 trillion of assets and household wealth, and it's mm. been boosted by two things primarily. One is house prices, mm. which have seen an increase, and secondly, the rise in the value of pensions, mm. and that leads uh, uh, tracks directly back to what Jeff was saying there. So I know that every individual in the UK probably won't be able to say, well, I feel better off. But as a country, and the official statistics are showing yeah. that at this point in time, UK households have never been better off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mark, you obviously have, in your role as, as Chief Executive of, of, of True Potential Investments, you have high-level conversations with, with all of our fund manager partners. And, and what's, what's the mood that you've picked up over the last... Week. Are they of the same view that we just, you know, this we've just got to ride through this, and, and no one should be panning it. I think Peter to say just ride through it. It that that introduces almost a degree of complacency mm. about it. No, you can't just sit tight. You have to make informed decisions on a day-to-day yeah. basis. But there'll always be opportunities. And right from the very beginning, when we set up the portfolios on a multi-asset basis, we did that so there would be somewhere to go. Yeah, always somewhere to invest. And, you know, this this month um, marks another great month for, for True Potential because we've had £571 million of new new funds committed to mm-hmm. the portfolios. Yeah. Brilliant figures. It takes us over £6 billion for the year. And that lends itself to, to investing in opportunity. So the cash flow point that Jeff made before, we have money coming in and we'll be able to look for opportunities no matter where they arise mm-hmm. across the world. Yeah. So what's your final, not that we're finishing just yet, but what's your message to, to investors and clients who might be watching this who are just, you know, what, what would you say? What would your final message be? Well, I think, I think the message, Peter, is going to be stay invested, yeah. have a long-term goal and stick to the goal. Mm. Don't let the short-term news flows interrupt that. Yeah. I think it's be, be reassured as well that there's individuals like you, like Jeff, like the rest of your team, who are working with these fund managers, yeah. who are applying the diversification, who are looking for these opportunities who aren't riding it out, who are actually actively managing the money yeah. mm. on your behalf every single day. Yeah. And that's that's the important point to your earlier point, Peter, about the opportunities. Mm-hmm. They're seeing those opportunities mm. and they're exploiting them within the True Potential Portfolio solution. Mm. And that, that's what we want them to do. Yeah, And that's what they do. And I think the other thing, just to to, to what they're thinking about, we've been, this week we've been going through our, our monthly set of calls with all of the managers and it's really about being considered. Mm. Thinking about what could be the scenarios that this mutation may or may not bring, what action would one take in the portfolio as a result of that? Yeah. And it's that, not a knee-jerk reaction, it's very considered applying probability, thinking about, well, what scenario is more likely, what changes, what opportunities does that create within the portfolio? Mm-hmm. And that's been very much the, the discussion that we've had with each of the managers this week. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see 
or it is interesting to see how the public have reacted this week because I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, look, we're just, you know, we're, we're just going to, we just need to get on with life. I think that's been the overwhelming sentiment I've picked up online and, and from people I've spoken to. And there was a debate in the in Parliament this week about these new restrictions uh, that were coming in. And, and there was one MP made a very good point, which is, you know, the vaccines have done their job. We've got now deaths down to uh, levels that are comparable with flu, you know. So the vaccines are doing that, but we don't impose restrictions we never have done for flu. Yeah, so, correct. you know, this is, we've got to just get the grips with this as a country and not do what you said at the start, which is the knee jerk. And therefore, well, there's going to be, yeah, be a variant every, every yeah. so often, yeah. it, as, as there is with the flu. And we, we don't apply this name and convention yeah. to the flu. And I'm not, I'm not saying we're all fair with this virus yet, is what we are saying with the flu yeah. virus. But it is, it, it, it has to become normal. It has to settle down. We have mm-hmm. to stop overreacting and, and panicking and what you also don't want is your leaders full stop be it government be it world health organization be it heads of, of pharmaceutical companies panicking or giving panicky statements because i think more than anything there's there's been an opportunity for leaders to actually lead and give confidence over the last couple of years and some of the companies who've done really well some of the governments which have done really well they've had clear leadership They've had confidence within there. They've had guidelines from there, which they're then stuck to and they've been consistent with. Mm. Um, governments, organisations, others who've struggled and been criticised for it have been inconsistent. They haven't, um, they haven't communicated well. They've panicked. They've given city statements mm. out. And that's not just this week. That's the last two years. And yeah. it, it kind of might go. And I suppose that feeds into your earlier question, Peter, around how, how markets behave. Mm. Because really, what's the market looking at? It's thinking about, well, what is that policy response that's going to come through? Mm. We're not sure. It's been different in different Mm -hmm. markets. You look at Europe, Europe's in a very different place than the UK is, a very different Mm -hmm. place than where where the US is. And it's also about how it feeds into behaviour. If you're getting an uncertain message, well, what do Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I can do here. It influences how you you behave economically. Mm -hmm. You might decide not to go out. On Friday night or Saturday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been that's a bit of that this week, hasn't there, Jeff? With, you know, have a have a festive party. Don't have a festive yeah, party. Exactly. And you know that's that's not great when you're getting those kind of conflicting messages from, from effectively part of the same team mm-hmm. straight to business. Yeah. You've lost revenue. Yeah. It feeds all the way through yeah. very quickly, and that's that's what the market's grappling with. It's as much as mm-hmm. we know that this was going to be their ongoing evolution of a virus as a natural status. Yeah. It's the uncertainty of the policy response. The uncertainty how mm-hmm. we as individuals. Mm-hmm. And businesses mm-hmm. react to it, yeah. and is it knee jerk or is it considered? Yeah. That has implications. Well, it, it, it was only two weeks ago, the media were kind of patting ourselves on the back, saying because we had higher rates during the summer mm. in the UK because we released our lockdown earlier than say our European counterparts, we should have a milder winter mm-hmm. versus say what's been happening say in Central Europe and your mm-hmm. Austrias and your Germany's mm-hmm. and your Holland and, and mm-hmm. things at the moment, where they were a lot later coming out of lockdown, which now means they're getting the inevitable spike, which then means they've brought further lockdowns and all of the carnage going on. So that was only two weeks ago. I was reading mm. in the Saturday Times. Yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. So, you know, all of the data's right. And then you get, you know, the, the, this new variant popping out in some Africa. And, mm-hmm. you know, and with well, actually, you know, it's, it's easy to yeah. kind of, if you like, you know, trash Britain. And there's a lot of that goes on in the media. But... You know, like last night, you know, I, I, as I was saying before we before we started the, the podcast today, I got my booster last night. You know, I was able to just go around the corner and within 20 minutes of having a text saying there's a, you know, they're doing a drop in, uh, in and out, bang, booster, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's that's the great side of what's of the of the the way we've been able to manage through this this problem. We, as you said at the very start, Dan, we've come up with this vaccine. We've managed to do the rollout. We're ahead of, I can't think of anyone else in the world that's able to be able to do that at this scale mm-hmm. and consistently and deliver three shots and, yeah. and do it pretty straightforwardly. And I've not, any, I've not really had anyone who's had a bad experience of being able to, to get the vaccine. The fact that we great, can do that is There's great, been brilliant. some great wins. There's been some great own goals as yeah, well from our, from our sure. government, by the way, but there's been some great victories. Yeah. So victories, I sound like... <laughs> <laughs> that sound like the government when they're choosing like a war. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Chilean speech. Yes, um, but no, there, there, there has been some, some, some fantastic advancements, there's yeah. been some fantastic progress, and reasons we should look at with, with pride. Yeah. I've, I've despaired slightly with the booster program because for the last week, two weeks, we've been hearing about we're going to accelerate it. 
I had my booster about five and a half months ago, but if I still log into the website, mm -hmm. it's still saying, yeah, you can get it in January because yeah. it's still applying the six months. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to a walk-in centre, you've got to prove you're a vulnerable person or have a doctor's note. Mm -hmm. So that's what the, the website's telling me. Obviously, Peter, you have oh, the experience last different. night. You, you can just show up and... Con country and do it. Um, yeah. And that... But a, a lesson learned, I think, from there was mm -hmm. one of the reasons why we did well with the vaccination programme and we're ahead of, of, of other countries was because we swarmed it and we actually treated it almost like a private endeavour. Mm -hmm. We just got on with it. You know, we'll tidy it all up later. Let's, yeah. A bit like we do sometimes at True Potential when we launch things. Instead of trying to get things to 90, 95, 99% perfection where you're almost polishing things, better to get something which is in a great state, which we know people want, and just release it. Because yeah. the only, once you release it and once people start using it, that's when you know if there's actually a demand for it. So mm. with the vaccine, we just released it, we got on with it. Mm. I felt with this booster program, it fell back in the realms of bureaucracy. Mm. It was all of a sudden, you know, the NHS and there is a rule for this and there's one for them. Mm. And you're like, <clears throat> no, they've, they've, they've got a hold of it. You know, it's, it's yeah. gonna get strangled. So hopefully I think yeah. by, them looking to accelerate this booster and it's got back the government and away yeah. from the well maybe that's been the upside yeah. of the last if, yeah. if you like not not so much the panic but the, the 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 quick decision was to you know as much as there's a you don't you don't want to see too much of that for, for in the media and, and all that sort of stuff uh maybe it did just was the jolt they needed to just get the booster thing yeah you know ramp it up and, and get people on and as i say i I had mine last night and it was it was pretty slick. So I think it? what's clear, Peter, is with the UK government ordering 114 million doses, yeah. it's going to be a repeat program. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. this is something that we're going to get used to. And yeah. We're going to have to get used to. And yeah, you go you know, once a year, get your your yearly job, and off you go yeah. again. And if that's what where we are, yeah. that's. I think as long as it stays a yearly job, I'm I'm not a scientist, so I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> as I said before, but when you start hearing bits of like whispers, which are yeah, if everyone just gets a booster every three to six months, yeah, you know, that can't be sustainable no, doing that no. and surely that must be dangerous as well because you start humans then start to build a reliance on boosters instead mm -hmm. of what we're meant to do which is build up some sort of natural immunity and then use vaccinations and what have you to yeah. give boosters at, yeah. at, at yeah. relevant periods you know mm -hmm. but it, it's interesting just you know on a local level there's a there's a plant down on Teesside which is Fujifilm, which is a, a they manufacture the the vaccinations, mm -hmm. and they've just announced a four hundred million pound investment in Teesside yesterday to create another three hundred and fifty highly skilled jobs. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at what's happened, the effects of the pandemic, mm -hmm. the health effects, yes, they were horrendous, yeah. particularly this time last year, but industry, commerce, trades adapted to that, and it's coming forward. Mm -hmm. So I think we're you know, we're saying what, what's happened in the two years since COVID began. Yeah. It's been an accelerator of change. Mm -hmm. Businesses have changed. Mm -hmm. We've changed. There's inward investment coming, mm -hmm. which will, which is all there to, to, to lead to a healthier world. I detect what people are getting really sick of. Just talking to friends and people in yeah. the office yeah. is because of COVID. Mm -hmm. The excuse that lame <laughs> organisations yeah. give yeah. for um, poor customer service, it's because of COVID. No, it's not. Yeah. It's because you're useless. Is that linked to a personal experience it's with a certain nation's <laughs> favourite airline? It might have been linked to a personal experience yeah. where um, trying to change a seat on a flight, not not the, not the day, but the time of a flight, right. after being cut off twice, yeah. you know, um, maybe the, maybe it's just you, Mark. They might not like you. Maybe no, that's I don't it. think it is, Peter. No, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick up for Mark on this one. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to put the welfare of our staff first, right? And that's that is a message that it's been yeah. given out yeah. on a, a telephone line. It's yeah. been given no, by right. yeah. weak organisations yeah. and weak management. And I'm not blowing our own trumpet here, but we, you know, the three of us, were sat down last night because we were talking about our, our sustainable yeah. reference material right at the moment, and front, right, and centre, right there in, in in the middle of our thing is we put the client first. Yeah, we start yeah. with the client yeah. because ultimately. In any manner of life, be it an airline, be it an investment house like ourselves, be it Tesco's down the road, without the customer, without the client, the one Absolutely. who buys yeah. it or yeah. has the product, there is no demand, there is no company. No. Um, too often we see organisations starting with, to, to protect the welfare of your staff, yeah, of course you have to protect the welfare of your staff, we're, like, we're not psychopaths here no. because if you don't have your staff looked after you can't look after your clients no. but if you don't have the clients in the first place your staff don't have a job that's right and 
the welfare of the staff then really goes down if they've got nothing to do. And people will turn off from using organisations like that. I've moved from an insurer, you know, and I know advisors are doing that at the moment because 19, 20 months on, you're still speaking to them. And because of COVID, our core waiting times yeah. are, you know, 30, 40 minutes a day. No, no way, no excuse now. You have maybe had a month or two to get the grips with it. Yeah. Incidentally, we didn't. We got the grips with it one day. Uh, but I think we're a bit more agile than some old dinosaurs in our industry out there. But be saying that 20 months on, because of COVID, our call waiting times are delayed. It's, it's unacceptable. And a bit of a, a tip to any client who's listening to this and gets those messages, just swap those providers. Vote where your feet now hurt them. It's, it's the only way they'll learn. I think, you know, going back, going back even further to 2007 when we formed this business, it was recognised right at the core that every penny in this industry comes from our clients. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing to remember. Um, and it, it's gone in COVID, it's been used as an excuse for poor customer service. Yeah. But also an excuse for lack of innovation. Yeah. yeah. So those companies that have innovated have really felt the benefit of it. And we've seen some of the things that we talked about back in the, the first and second quarter of 2020. Well, will these trends sustain? Mm. Well, certainly they've sustained if we look at retail sales in the UK in terms of that proportion that's remained online. Everything's reopened, mm -hmm. but the online proportion has continued to grow. It's now around 30% of retail sales. So habits haven't changed. Habits yeah, are formed. It's, it's, out, it's out the box here, yeah. right, Jeff? Yeah. And, and again, to, you know, to stay on the sustainability side of things, we were... You know, last month we, we completed 3,000 direct offers to clients who are moving to true potential and we're helping them get their portfolios onto the platform. Two and a half years ago, that was paper. It was a 20-page pack. Yeah. So, you know, 20 times 3,000 is what? 60,000? Mm. Yeah. So that was each month, 60,000 sheets of paper mm. going to 3,000 different clients. Yeah. Look at the innovation now. It's 3,000 emails, it's 3,000 websites going yeah. on there. So it's an innovation that's helped clients actually, I think, have a nicer experience because they're not having to sign things, post it, they just click it online, they read all the information's there. The transfer happens quicker, so their money gets invested yeah. faster. We then win from that, from the client having a better experience. How do we win? Because when it's not costing us 60,000 sheets of paper. Mm. From an environmental side of things, it's not the carbon footprint, which you've been looking at, Jeff, of 60,000 yeah. sheets of paper mm -hmm. getting printed, getting stuffed into an envelope, going on the Royal Mail van, getting dotted mm -hmm. around the country as mm -hmm. well. So good innovation will help that entire value chain. Yeah. But starting with a client, as Jeff says, and we'll never go back to sending mm -hmm. paper packs out now, just like Jeff's saying with online shoppers. Mm -hmm. Once the habit's formed, once yeah. it works, once it proves the concept, it's That's much it. easier. I was going to ask, it's, it's a good topic because I was going to say, what are the other, looking back over the last couple of years, how has True Potential changed as a business between, say, December 2019? I think that, that, that's one in terms of an innovation where technology's really lifted off. I think another exciting bit of technology or use of technologies from our clients, again, we're on probably 4.4, 4.5 million client logins this year alone, which is up hugely from last year. The flip there, which is always exciting to me, is uh, about 2.8, 2.9 million of those 4.4 logins have been on the mobile device as well versus, yeah. say, the web. So we've, 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 we've seen that shift there. So from a, you know, sticking with our clients, side of things, our clients' habits have changed with the technology and how they're using it, how they're interacting with us. If we look at what head office is like now, we've, we're fully in the hybrid working side of things. Mm -hmm. I think we were doing hybrid working before hybrid working became a, a trendy <laughs> term um, now. But again, it wasn't about doing hybrid working just to kind of suit us, suit either the business or suit the employees. Um, it was to start with the clients first, which is how can we maintain an excellent level of service? How can we make sure we're answering the phones in less than a minute? Um, that then sets a prototype from there, which we then apply to our staff, which is how can they be happy how can they deliver quality work? How can they feel fulfilled in their role? Because all of those measures there mean they'll deliver a better output to our clients. And again, two potential wins from that. So at any one time now, we've got 109, 110 rotated staff in. We've got about 50 permanent members of staff in the office. They'll work two days in, three days out, and across three separate teams. And across the entire month, 
everybody will see everybody. Yeah. We also rotate them and move across. That's really important as well. So that way we don't just get the investment management firm come in and they only ever see Johnny and George or whatever. They actually go and see their counterparts who work for TPAS. Then the week after they see their counterparts who work in development. That's important, that, that kind of cross-pollination because it also means we understand what's going on with the business. Again, that means we understand what's happening with our clients. Yeah. And who else is it, which other businesses have impressed you in, in the last two years? Anyone you deal with yourself that you thought they've handled it kind of well? Or have you seen the have you seen the emergence of any other types of new businesses? I mean obviously everyone yeah. talks about Amazon having done very, very well. Clearly people are, you know, ordering more and, and the Amazon drivers, there's a lot more of them around, I suppose. But anyone else sort of impressed you or any other services you think they've I think done it's, well? It's been an interesting one, Peter, because it, not so much people that have impressed, but if you look again at consumer trends, mm. going back to the early days of the, the pandemic, you know, the Netflix of subscriber numbers yeah. increased dramatically. Mm. And we were giving out, you know, the staff on staff webinars, people coming on and say, well, have you watched this box set? Have you watched mm. that? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of self-help going on there. Yeah. Um, it's hard, isn't it? You know, we're talking about like negative press, and the the, the things that come to mind are not so much good customer service; mm -hmm. it's bad customer yeah. service mm -hmm. that 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 we've been talking about so far. Yeah. I I just tend to judge it on how we performed yeah. here. You know, we we reacted very quickly. There yeah. wasn't any interruption whatsoever to to service. And as an investment management team, we actually had to do more during those early days mm -hmm. to reassure people mm -hmm. that that. That we had a, a good idea and a good view of, of what was happening within the portfolios yeah. and to try and relieve the burden everybody was going through a lot of anxiety about the actual the pandemic and the health reasons what we didn't want to add to that was worry about life savings yeah. pensions etc mm -hmm. so we stepped forward so who impressed us true potential yeah Oh, well said. Biased answer. Well, an accurate answer. I suppose at the heart of that is is your focus mm. and the strategy that you have as a yeah. business. Yeah, you, you don't craft strategy in that environment. Yeah. You have to react to it. But if sure. you're you're planning and you're thinking mm. about how you want to be agile, how you want to be adaptive mm. with technology as your mm. core, you can be that. I'm just thinking ahead to the next. You know, if you look ahead two years, I mean, nobody, as I say, in December or November 2019 would have no. predicted this. So it's pointless making predictions. But we are where we are now, and I just wonder, you know, in terms of the broader consumer behaviour, what we might see, you know, if, if companies are really are, are going to, you know, uh, grab the opportunity as as you've said, as, as True Potential has, what might we see changes? That just you know, your views. I mean, we were in London a few weeks ago, Dan, and we were we were sort of nearly got taken out a few times by a few people on motorbikes who were doing the Just Eat run and the yeah. the, the uh, Deliveroo run, and I mean, they're not new businesses necessarily in terms of the pandemic. But they've probably come into their own. A I bit. think they've come on their own, and they've they've then set that habit, like Jeff was saying. Yeah. So you know, personal experience. I take the children to gymnastics on a Sunday morning, and as a treat for them, but I think it's more so I can get a coffee. <laughs> I'll take them to McDonald's afterwards. Yeah. And it used to be you could sit anywhere in the restaurant. Yeah. Half of the rest restaurant, the car, that sounds very posh, doesn't right. it? It's, it's a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half of the building. Um, is now taken up with Uber, Deliveroo, Just nice. Eat drivers. Yeah. So all sitting around, waiting with the big bags for the people mm -hmm. to shout them. Yeah. And that's like almost half the real estate, which is now not available for yeah, customers yeah. to sit in. And I'm not really seeing that declining. So mm -hmm. you kind of think, is that kind of Maybe tradition here to, yeah. here, here to stay? But I think, look, the, the companies who are going to win and, and, and flourish, uh, technology, of course, so no one's surprised that Amazon did very well. Mm -hmm. They're just geared yeah. up. For yeah. a pandemic, to, to, to be honest with you. Netflix, Disney Plus, all, all of those organizations given streaming media again, especially when people were locked in the house, they had a lot of time on their hands, yeah. flourish. But if you look at more traditional organizations, those who should win will be people I think who offer a really good service to clients, which differentiates mm -hmm. because it can be easy. Like, good luck if you get a bad order of Amazon. Sometimes you get lost on that black hole uh, from, from there. But as I've mentioned, there's been, or as Mark's mentioned too, there's a lot of organisations still cowering behind mm -hmm. COVID to deliver bad service. And I think there will be a revolution with people voting with their feet, where people will just say, I've had enough, I'm paying too much for this, yeah. or I can get that product just as cheap with Amazon yeah. or yeah. with whoever.com um, versus going, going to the local shop. And I think that will be the big change. It's companies are going to have to work really hard 
to deliver a, a more personal service to the clients, or you will get taken over by online. Mm. What it's also done is it's brought it more visible. Yeah. So for those companies that don't adapt, don't change, mm. it becomes very evident that poor customer service isn't something mm. that people are going to accept. Mm. Because you go online now, you compare, you contrast, mm. and it's like, ah, right. Yeah. But yeah. it's not just a certain age group. I think it's across, across all the the board, dem yeah. demographics are yeah. doing that. So those that maybe didn't use yeah. online before, use comparison sites, they're now using them. Mm -hmm. It's not just the younger cohort. It's yeah. it's it's our parents, etc., that are looking yeah. at that and thinking, yeah. "Oh, right, I'll I'll use that. I'll yeah. do that differently." It's a really great point, actually, Jeff, because you'd be say it's so easy now just to compare. Yeah. You know, you can compare three or four similar products and the price in minutes online versus hiking to each shop. Yeah. I was in London two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, and um, I said to my wife, "We're." Well, We'll get you a new handbag and, and whatever um, so we, because we just had some good news so before we'll we'll go in and we went to the chanel shop uh, which was you know there's a happy outcome here because we didn't buy a chanel handbag so uh, yeah. <laughs> the happy outcome being the cost of the things <laughs> but you know this is their flagship flagship <laughs> flagship shop that's a hard thing to say on friday flagship shop on new bond street and there was a queue outside and they were only letting a certain amount of people in that one at any one time because of covid yeah and then you go in the shop and it was a dreadful experience and you're talking about handbags by the way which are like four thousand pound up you know the starting there you're walking around the shop looking at things there's nobody really serving you and, and what have you so you know Gemma left disappointed as i say i left happy yeah. um <laughs> from there the day after, we went to what your class is it's still a luxury brand, but a, an inferior one compared to Chanel, which was Mulberry, mm -hmm. went in there, and they couldn't have been better mm -hmm. in terms of looking after us. The lady was straight over, asked my wife, you know, what do you want? And she was started off with just a purse, but then the, the bottle of champagne came out, yeah. and silly me, had a couple of glasses of champagne, yeah. and the next thing, I grabbed a bag and said, well, look, you're looking for a <laughs> oh, bag, this so matches works. the purse. <laughs> yeah. So it worked, the trick oh, worked. But we were in that shop for nearly an hour, and it was a nice experience. Yeah. Now, of course, I could have bought that bag online yeah. in the purse, but because we had the experience to look at it, open it up, and take our time and be looked after by somebody, mm -hmm. the lady in the shop got the sale, she got the yeah. commission, from there, and it, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's service, but maybe it's experience, experience. Right, as well. Yeah. Where if people are going to physically go places, they need to get something tangible out of it, not just yeah, stand in that yeah. queue for the Chanel. If you like that one, yeah, we'll we'll find someone to get you. You know it, that 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 came out when we were on seminar tour as well. You know, the, was it was it um, October? We were October, yes. Yeah. We 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 stayed in a hotel in London, which we won't name because the lawyers will probably come straight at us. But the the service there was was awful, mm. absolutely awful. But then we moved to Bristol in Southampton, and the two hotels there, the staff couldn't have been any any different to the London-based um, hotel. Mm. Now that's not a, a slight against London at all, but it seemed to me that in the the, in Bristol and in particular Southampton, yeah. they were happy to be at work. They yeah, were happy yeah. to have you as a guest in the hotel and the staff went out of their way to talk to you, whereas the London people just, well, they kept us queuing for yeah. 25 minutes to check in. Well, what it means, Mark, is that next year we've booked the May tours and we've booked the October yeah. tours already and we're going with the same hotel in Bristol and Southampton yeah. and we're not going with that London hotel. No. So they've missed two large bookings uh, ne next year. But... I think that's a good point about, and maybe this has been driven by the media, maybe this is driven by maybe people feeling sorry for themselves or feeling like they're worth more, mm. but all of a sudden, certain places, it's like they're doing you a favour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to serve you, I suppose I'll get around to it, which yeah. was mm -hmm. what that hotel yeah. in London was a wee bit like, yeah. to the point where I saw the queue and I went over the road to the pub. But <laughs> <laughs> I've just <laughs> had a different type of check-in experience. Yeah. But, you know, what, what a... This was this was on Sloane Street, yeah. one of the poshest parts of London as well. So it wasn't like the. <coughs> did everyone fully to the pub? A couple of um, <coughs> other naughty colleagues did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. not Mark though. Mark's uh, Aston got food. more bad tempered. Yes. By the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a flagship move. <laughs> everyone followed you up into the pub. Um, good. All right. Well, look, that's an interesting. I think the so the big takeaway then, I think we've kind of touched on it right there. Then looking back at the last two years, which was the topic of the podcast, is don't settle for second best. Don't settle for poor customer service. Don't settle for the queue in the hotel if they're not prepared to serve you. No. Don't settle for the provider who takes 
45 minutes to cut you off, let alone answer the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, don't sell for it. So maybe that's been, maybe that's the, the experience that we've all had and, and that people, yeah. people will have had as well. And uh, maybe that's a good thing to come out of. Maybe it's yeah, cleaned people, up. Maybe it's, maybe it's got rid of some of those organisations that pe- weren't adapted. Yeah, people have had two years where we've been locked down, locked out, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, people have more time to think what they want. People mm. have more time to organise mm. their lives and, and, and set things up. And I think it's important that people don't just, get back in the groove and mm. settle for second best again because that's the way it's always been um, and I think it's it, again it's 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 a slight pitch for us here but it's what we're trying to do with the client if, if we can get it right for the client we'll we'll enjoy business benefits from from that yeah. so that's always our our hard push and hopefully mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen who are listening they feel that as clients yeah. as well yeah well said Right, I think we'll we'll probably uh, begin to wrap it up then. So um, I know what you're doing this weekend. You're going to gymnastics and uh, stopping off at the McDonald's restaurant on the way back, aren't it's you? It's crispy creme this week. So oh. uh, there's also a rotor system. So one week it's McDonald's, one week it's crispy right. creme. So <laughs> it's been thought this through. week is crispy creme on the children's rotor. I think I'm also going to get a winter pine tree. Right. Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> 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 and we should. I'll take the opportunity while you've mentioned uh, or while I mentioned. Just Eat and you've mentioned McDonald's. If anyone is doing that this weekend, there's a very good reward system that they can order their Just Eat on. There is. Uh, do you want to tell us about that? Yes, if you log <laughs> into your TP Investor app, click Rewards, Yeah. click Just Eat. Or I think it's... I, I live in the middle of nowhere, so I get like the local rubbish pizza shop where it <laughs> delivers via Just Eat, so I only know about yeah. Just Eat. But yeah, then you get you get 10% cash back, I there think it is. And uh, those tens and twenty pences, but also for a lot of your festive shopping. That's so right. I've got a hundred pound pending right now on TP Investor because yeah. of festive mania, festive yeah. present mania. That handbag, that purse, did that? Uh... Alas, no. no <laughs> that was, a, that was, that was a, a physical purchase. Yeah. Oh well. It was worth it for the champagne. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cheap date. That's right. <laughs> well, that's that's it. It. So I've heard. Um, Jeff, are you uh, are you splashing the cash this weekend, or what's happening? We've got my my youngest son's birthday this weekend, so. Looking Good. forward to that. Some celebrations. Some celebrations. Might yeah. also be picking up one of those festive trees as well. Yes. Are your decorations at Mark? No. No, not yet, Peter. Oh, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Full of cheer, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. no, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens at the weekend, Peter. But I, I've got my COVID booster to look forward to. Do you? So I've got yeah. Newcastle United against Burnley yeah. and a COVID booster. Now, well, it's be more fun. booster will give you a little bit, yeah. of, a little bit of sore arm, and the match will give you definitely a sore head. That's right. Uh, the next day, I'm sure. Who, who's Newcastle playing this weekend? Burnley. Right. Oh, the, another six-pointer. Uh, yeah. Were you yeah. there in the week? I was certainly there in the week. All oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Well, no. I'm not saying anything else, Peter. <laughs> no. I know you're trying to get me no, to. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's Sending not off after that. nine minutes. Uh, yes. We could have another 90 minutes of podcast yeah. on that one. Are you doing anything, Peter? Nobody ever asks the host. Um, I'm going to involve you. I yes. don't know what I'm, I'm doing. Oh, I think, I, I think I'm going to see... Uh, 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 I might be going to see um, uh, a man in a big red suit. Is that someone from Sunderland? That's right. Yes, I think that's the plan. We'll go and uh, we'll go and maybe see what he's yeah. uh, see what he's got. Maybe yeah. go and see, maybe go and sit on his knee because I noticed you did that last week. Didn't I you? did. I, 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 I met Santa already this right. year. Yeah, I've, I've, well. I've told him. Well, I've told him I've been a good boy. I'm actually agreed. Naturally agreed. With he you. didn't give me any sweets. He did tell me that. Yeah. Oh well, I'll let you know how I get on because yeah. I'm <laughs> doing the same thing this weekend. Yeah. Um, good. Well, thanks very much. Uh, good. Good. Good discussion. Um, I've enjoyed that. Before we go, there's a little bit of uh, breaking news. Uh, it's always good to end a podcast on a on a happy note, and it's also good to end a London trip on a on a very happy note. And uh, that, in fact, was the case for somebody uh, who's just sat away to my left hand side uh, this week. So, uh, Katie, would you mind just coming and uh, people won't have seen you before. Would you mind just coming over and just uh, plonking yourself next to Mark uh, for a moment, Katie, if you wouldn't mind? Uh, this is going to be well worth it for us. <laughs> Hello, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> How are you? Okay. Are you all right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I said at the start it's podcast ninety-seven, and you've been involved in well all ninety-seven really. So just before we uh, have a little chat, uh, tell us for our audience because you sit here every week and you're very much part of it, but people wouldn't know you. So so tell us a bit about what you do. So I work in the marketing team. We've yeah. got a nice little small team and. Myself, Graham, and now Sarah, we do a lot of the videos. Yeah. So all the podcasts, Morning Markets, so me and Jeff are best friends. And yeah, yeah and we work, we've got any materials, brochures, yeah. emails, 
all the fun things. And how, like how many takes did Jeff need this morning for money uh, for morning markets? Just the one. Oh, yeah, mm. good. You make perfect, some mean videos about Jeff sometimes, don't you? Yeah, for the staff company. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> I haven't okay. managed to negotiate that. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so you've been in London earlier this week, weren't you? I went on Sunday and uh, was back on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Anything happened while you were there? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell us? I got engaged. Oh. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Can we have a, can we have a, uh, you'll know, I don't know whether that's camera one, two or three, but you will. Uh, can you, can you show our wonderful audience there? Look at that. There we go. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And uh, tell us about it. Did he get down on one knee? So we were staying in the Shard for our four-year anniversary, oh, only nice. on the second night, and um, <laughs> we was in the restaurant, and he got he got out a little bottle with a scroll in. He wrote me a little poem, yeah. and then he got down on one knee, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Uh, did other people see what was well, going on? Well, he requested like a quiet corner, oh, so nice. thank God, no. <laughs> it's just nice and private, but yeah. And yeah. then we celebrated just looking out in the views of London with yeah. some champs. Brilliant. Any tears? Yes. <laughs> I didn't think I ever would be teary. Yeah. yeah. Well, there'll be a few tears on the cake now as well, because that's the next thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, very good. Very good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, these two are a bit slow on that one. Yeah. <laughs> We've got something for you, Katie. Just let me, uh, just somewhere behind the curtain, I believe, is a little something from us to say, well, first of all, to say thank you for all your help on the on the podcast, but in particularly, uh, enjoy this tonight as a little, uh, well, Dan, you do the honours, because I feel like it should well, come uh, from you. If I do it, then I'll have to buy a mulberry handbag. <laughs> 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 well, I'm sure Katie won't say no. <laughs> Congratulations. I'll have a Chanel. A Chanel. There's <laughs> bad cues there. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, oh, Katie, from all of us. Thank wonderful you. news. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah. Shall I move back? No, I think you're right there. Yeah. We're hoping you might just even open that for a shorty, but please don't. Don't, don't, let them, don't let them persuade you to do that. So there you go. You see more proof that uh, we, uh, we on the True Potential podcast, we just make people happy. So subscribe <laughs> and join us next week for more fun. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.